and looking out amongst you, I'll see there's a, a generation of people like myself that grew up on the cartoon strip Peanuts. For the younger generation, they may not quite know this, so let me give you a little bit of a background. The Peanuts comic strip was wildly popular. It followed the adventures of young Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, the lovable loser who could never get on top, who didn't like Charlie Brown. He also had an incredibly loyal but madcap, eccentric, crazy dog called Snoopy. He then had a friend called Lucy, who was very opinionated and was always ready to give advice. Wasn't good advice, but she was always ready to give advice. And then we have Schroeder, who could play amazing classical music on a toy piano that only had painted keys. Incredible. And then we had the voice of reason. We had Linus, the most sensible of the lot. However, he would never let his blanket go. It was literally his security blanket. Even having it washed by his mother caused Linus to be traumatised. Now, it so happened in 1965, that's a few years ago now, isn't it? 1965, Coca-Cola commissioned Charles Schultz, the creator of Charlie Brown, to create a TV Christmas special. Now, rushing to meet the Christmas deadline, the final cut was previewed just a couple of weeks before Christmas. And everyone, all of the studio executives who saw it, thought it would be a disaster. They were pulling their hair out. There was the graphics they didn't think much of. There was no laughter tracks. They had jazz music in the background, and a Bible passage was the climax of the story. But they didn't have a choice. They desperately wanted to pull it. But Coca-Cola had paid them a lot of money and they did not have a backup. And so they were very nervous when on the night it aired, 14 million people tuned in to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Now, what was the story about? What was the Christmas special about? Well, Charlie Brown is feeling down even though it's Christmas. So what does he do? He goes to Lucy for advice. Lucy advises Charlie Brown to put on a Christmas play, a nativity. And so he goes to his friends and gathers them up. And his plan is to put on a traditional take of the Christmas story. And so he organises and directs. But it all falls on deaf ears. His friends have other plans. It's like herding cats. One frustration leads to another until, in desperation, Charlie Brown cries out, Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is really about? Linus quietly takes the centre stage and gives the answer. So we have a little video clip that shows Linus's response. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That is the climax of the movie. The plot now shifts. The whole tone changes because Charlie Brown is dejected and despondent and he goes out to the snowy night by himself and his friends suddenly realise that they have been trouble for Charlie Brown and they haven't been good friends. And so they go outside and uh, Charlie Brown's not there but there's this bedraggled Christmas tree that Charlie Brown has been focusing on. And so they start to decorate it and sing. And Charlie Brown hears them sing in the distance, and he comes. And they say, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. And they all join in and sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. So how was the show received? Was it the disaster that the studio execs feared? Well, much to everybody's surprise, that's the executive producers and directors, much to their surprise... The show was wildly popular. It generated rave reviews. It won an Emmy for the best children's special and has been aired every year for the last 57 years. Amazing, isn't it? Now, in all this, Charles Schultz took a big risk. He was advised to cut the Bible reading out of the show because it wasn't the done thing and it was thought that it would put viewers off. It would even offend some viewers. But... Schultz had a strong faith and he wanted to get the true meaning of Christmas across. So he even made the scripture reading the climax of the show so that the executives couldn't edit it out. Because if they had, the whole story would have fell apart. If that Bible reading had been a side story, they would have just edited it out and pushed it aside and nobody would never know. But because it was the climax, their hands were tied. But there's a little something extra here with this story. There's a real subtle and powerful bit of storytelling that is happening that I missed when I first saw this. As Linus is on stage reading the Bible passage, what does he do? He drops his blanket. Now, if you're a Peanuts fan, you will know that a lot of the humour around Linus is Linus trying to do everyday tasks while not letting go of his blanket. I was having to read a Peanuts uh, strip just yesterday and Snoopy stole his blanket and wouldn't give it back until Linus had written a, a review of Snoopy for Dog of the Year. I mean, a lot of the humour is based on the fact that he never lets his blanket grow, except here. In the whole of Peanuts history, it is only here that you see Linus voluntarily letting his blanket go. And it comes at a key part of the reading when he says, do not be afraid. If you look carefully, when he's quoting the angel and says, do not be afraid, that is when Linus drops his blanket. Isn't that clever? And that's the thing with these storytellers. Um, They can tell a story within a story. And this is relevant for us as well, because each of us wrestle with fear, don't we, to some extent. Some of us greatly fear the future. Some of us are worried about a key relationship. Some of us have a stalled career. 
financial reversal. Some of us are dealing with health issues, and some of us, either ourselves or our loved ones, may be dealing with addictions. Anxiety is rife, with medications for anxiety and worry um, being prescribed at record levels in New Zealand. And yet God sees our fears, and God's heart is moved, and he has compassion. Do you know, in the Bible, there are encouragements not to fear recorded 365 times. So Bible scholars tell us, that's one, do not fear for each day of the week, because God understands how we're wired. And what's the basis for this not fearing? It's easy for someone to say, do not fear. But if they haven't been in your shoes, how can they say that? Well, this is the point. The basis for us not fearing is because Emmanuel, God is with us. That's the name associated with Jesus at his birth. Jesus is called Emmanuel, God is with us. To those who turn to Jesus... Fears can be vanquished, anxieties soothed, and troubles dealt with. This is the good news of the gospel. Now, out of the 365 passage, let's go over 50 or 60. I've got time. Have you? Maybe we'll just do two, otherwise there might be a riot. Let's just go through two of those passages. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. That is Emmanuel, God with us, even in the darkest places in our lives, even in death itself. There is the promise that all who look to Jesus need not fear because he is with us. That's the promise of the first Christmas. Christ is with us. And of course, the second verse I want to look at is the verse that we started with and the verse that was on Linus's lips. But the angel said to them, that's the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You see, the reason why Linus dropped his blanket was that he was free from anxiety. He was caught up in the moment. And the moment wasn't the angel saying, do not fear, but the moment was all about God with us. Jesus had come. This is the good news of the gospel at Christmas and at every Christmas. Jesus came to deal our fears a crippling blow. This is the invitation that is extended to everyone in this room, an invitation to accept Jesus as your Emmanuel, as God with us to ask Christ to be your Saviour and Lord and to follow him, not just on Christmas Day, but the other 365 days of the year. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for creative storytellers that enrich our lives, whether it be in books or movies, whatever, Lord. And we just thank you for that story, the Christmas story by Charles Schultz, where that blanket dropped. Help us, Lord, to give our anxieties to you so that, like Linus, Lord, we can be free. Be with us, Lord, as we continue through our Christmas day. May you be glorified and praised in our lives through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.